0: Hello. Today we're going over the Doctrine 22 of the Church. It's called the Ascension. And the verses for that is Acts 1-9. It says, After he said this, he was taken up before their very eyes, and a cloud hid them from their sight. The author says Christ's ascension into heaven is a significant part of the gospel. Yet many Christians don't think much about its importance or how it affected our lives. The ministry and mission of Jesus did not end with his resurrection. The ascension highlights the ongoing ministry of Christ in heaven as our great king, prophet, and high priest. Christ continues to serve his people in these capacities, and our knowledge of this brings incredible encouragement and perspective to our work today. It gives us confidence to know that Christ reigns over all creation as our sympathetic high priest and that he is watching over us interceding for us, and will empower us to do His work by His power of the Holy Spirit. In his book, Surprised by Hope, New Testament scholar N.T. Wright highlights Christ's cosmic reign as the resurrected and ascended Lord. Wright talks not only about the majesty of Christ, but also about how Christ's reign impacts our lives. Only when we grasp firmly that the church is not Jesus, and Jesus is not the church. When we grasp, in other words, that the truth of the ascension, that the one who is indeed present with us by the Spirit is also the Lord who is strangely absent, strangely other, strangely different from us, and over against us, the one who tells Mary Magdalene not to cling to him, only then are we rescued from both hollow triumphalism, and shallow despair. Conversely, only when we grasp and celebrate the fact that Jesus has gone on ahead of us into God's space, God's new world, and in both already ruling the rebellious present world as it is rightfully Lord and also interceding for us as the Father's right hand, when we grasp and celebrate, in other words, what the Ascension tells us about Jesus continuing human work in the present as we we are rescued from our wrong view of the world history and He quits for the task of justice in the present. The Ascension tells us that a human has entered into heaven, into God's presence. And even though Christ is physically absent from us now, He is present to us in a new way through the Holy Spirit in the sacraments. Yet, Wright explains that even though the Church has done well to stress the presence of Jesus by these means, we have failed to indicate His simultaneously absence and have left people wondering whether this is, so to speak, all there is to it. The fact that Jesus is in heaven reigning over all creation and that He will one day return means His presence is far greater than we could ever imagine even though he is physically absent. Most of us are tempted to believe that our lives and our work are chaotic, having no direction or meaning. Yet the gospel combats this idea. If Christ has ascended into heaven, if there is already a human being at the helm of this world, as Wright puts it, then he is reigning over and directing all things. And in the words of the great Christmas hymn, Joy to the World, Christ blessings extend as far as the curse is found. When we doubt our purpose and significance, we need only to look to our ascended Savior and remember that He rules over all creation. And by the power of the Holy Spirit, Christ is present with us, enabling us to fulfill His call on our lives. Now, in the deeper at work section, we have a a story from an airline pilot. It says, I'm an airline captain in charge of 300,000 300, pound aircraft. I fly across the country and around the world in good weather and bad, usually with a fully functional aircraft. Whatever complications may arise, I know Christ has everything under his control. But the word control is tricky for an airline captain. I am paid to be in control of the aircraft. That's my job. And my control and competence honors God. In order to reflect Him in my work, I must prepare carefully for every flight. I need to check the weather, review the flight plan, and arrive at the plane on time. I'm required to follow thousands of rules mandated by the government and my company. For example, one of my regular trips includes a stop at a noise-sensitive airport that has complicated procedures for arriving and departing. I carefully study the procedures every time to make sure we are in strict compliance. In any job, people must be competent to do their work. And this competency implies control, at least control of the prioritized items on their to-do list. Yes, Jesus is in control of my life and yours. But he does not do our jobs for us. He doesn't fly the plane. He gave us the ability and the responsibility. In the 1950s, an airline captain was the god of the plane, and nobody questioned anything he said or did. Today, the captain remains the voice of authority, and I have final say in the aircraft, but I am not the only credible voice. The first officer or co-pilot has near equal responsibility for the safety and compliance of each trip. He or she has to have a captain, perhaps in regional airline or in the military, just to meet the minimum requirements to get hired at a major airline. I'd be foolish not to seek the first officer's input when major problems arise. Therefore, I lead a collaborative flight team. Still, the captain sets the tone. When I was a co-pilot, I sometimes flew with the captains who told crew jokes, cursed, or were rude. Some of the flight crew would join in, which made the cockpit a little uncomfortable for me. Now that I am the captain, I set the tone. I try to reflect Jesus, and because of my example, often the co-pilot reflects him, too. Occasionally, co-pilots overstep the boundaries and assume that my collaborative nature is an invitation for them to assert themselves as a co-captain. At best, there, this precipitates an uncomfortable personality conflict. At worst, it's a dangerous authority struggle at 39,000 feet. In the cockpit, such an attitude is and a co-pilot doesn't work for me. In my life, I don't think that attitude works for God either. Yet, Yes, he invites me to labor with him in his mission in the world, but he is the one who sits in heaven and reigns over all things. And my work, his level of control is not frustrating, it's comforting. I do my best, but I don't need to try to be God. So, um, control has always been a weird topic for me when it comes to God. Sometimes I, I wonder about that stuff. And I think of it more as in charge rather than in control. Because I think of control being uh, like you are physically moving all the parts to make it work. But I like how this airline pilot put it as um he's in control but he's not doing our jobs like he's taking care of his part of his to-do list of what he's supposed to do but then each of us have our own parts as well that to me uh does kind of have a, a ringing to it and makes sense so uh, a question to think about as we go uh in our weekend and into next week would be what areas of our life are we trying to control? Like, uh, in the sense of not looking at it as a to-do list we're supposed to take care of and being co-pilots, but really God's in control, but where we're actually trying to be God in those situations and where we need to let go of that and, uh, let him, be in control and in charge and what areas have we been adv- advocating i think it's uh where we haven't been in control or co-piloting like we're supposed to we just kind of assumed he's going to take care of all that stuff and we don't need to worry about it when in all actuality He's doing his part, but he's like, you got your parts too. Um, Things like this could be how we, you know, raise our kids, you know, teaching them about God. Are we expecting other people to do that or are we going to do that? Or are we just going to, you know, sit back and be like, well, God's got this and it'll all work out well, you know, he wants us to be active in their lives. So or um, at work, you know, talks about setting the tone. You know, are we setting the tone? Are we doing, do we know what our parts are on our to-do list and are we taking care of it and being good co-pilots or are we um, overstepping our bounds? And having those dangerous authority struggles at 39,000 feet. So those are just some things to think about. Uh, I'll go ahead and go into prayer. Father, thank you for today. Thank you, Jesus, for giving us the perfect example of love, for being there in heaven now and forever interceding for us. Um, Help us, Holy Spirit, to know when we are not doing our job as co-pilots, that we're not watching over others um in the way you have us or we're not setting the tones in the way we're supposed to or um when we're not when we're trying to take charge of things that really aren't ours but rather we should you know recognize that you're in control and in charge of those things help us to Give us the wisdom and the discernment to know what we need to do in these different areas, whether we need to repent and accept your grace to move forward in those in the right direction. Um, Well, I guess either way, we'd still need to do that. But help us just to follow you and to do your will. We ask all this in Jesus' wonderful name. Amen.